Hey guys, welcome to the Hikers Anonymous podcast. This is your host, Franziska Weinheimer, and welcome to episode one. Hikers Anonymous was a title that I actually wanted to use for a book. I wanted to interview people and their stories about how the outdoors positively changed their lives and got them out of a difficult situation. The more I thought about it, the more I became a little bit intimidated and just thought that I probably wasn't the best person to tell people's stories. I wanted them to tell the stories. So I thought, what better way to have people tell their inspirational stories about how the outdoors positively changed their lives than interviewing them in in a podcast setting. I thought about maybe interviewing them for like YouTube videos since I already have a YouTube channel and doing a podcast is something entirely new. But I know that a lot of people's stories are really personal and intimate and a lot of people don't like being on camera. So what perfect way for people to be able to anonymously tell their stories. So that is what this podcast is going to be all about. And if you have an inspirational story about how the outdoors positively impacted your life or got you out of a dark time, please send a short synopsis of your story to hikeorgan at hikeorgan.net and put in the subject line podcast guest and then do a little synopsis and I'll read it and see if you might be a great fit for the podcast. And I will contact you and um, maybe find out a little bit more and see about uh, interviewing you for the podcast. And the beauty of this podcast is that it can be anonymous. So if you want to be a guest, but you would like to remain anonymous, that is perfectly okay. And we do not have to say your name or anything like that. So I'm really excited about this new venture and hopefully we will get to inspire a lot of people to get into the outdoors. So because this is the first episode, I thought I would tell my story about how the outdoors positively changed my life. It has in so many ways. I've told this story a few times vaguely on my YouTube channel, but it's never really been in great detail. So um, with that being said, I would like to put a trigger warning on this. Um, I will be talking about drug use and depression and stuff like that. Okay, so my story with the outdoors starts when I was pretty young. I started hiking at the age of six years old. My family moved to Oregon and I actually summited South Sister at the age of six. And that's kind of where my love for the outdoors began. My dad would take me hiking and backpacking pretty much every summer. We would go on lengthy trips. We've been to Alaska. We've hiked in Greece. We've hiked through Switzerland and the Alps. So after I graduated high school, those trips kind of stopped because I went to college and I had more adult responsibilities. I had jobs and stuff like that and uh, wasn't able to take a lot of lengthy vacations like we used to. Because that ended, I kind of fell out of going hiking and backpacking when I was um, in college. And then in college, I did start dabbling in some drug use. Unfortunately, I was introduced to Oxycontin and I recreationally used that, you know, on the weekends, just partying kind of thing, drinking, um, using Oxy, 
every now and then on on the weekends and then it slowly became a weekly thing where I was like okay I can't wait for the weekend because I get to use drugs and then from there it quickly became okay I'm going to use it during the week here and there and it quickly spiraled to basically me using every day because your body gets used to it so fast um, that quickly became me using multiple times a day and basically when my body did not have oxy I was having serious withdrawal symptoms Uh, so basically after about a year and a half of being introduced to it I was pretty much high every single day all the time so that was at a really dark dark time in my life I basically was so dependent on the drugs to make me happy. So our bodies release naturally occurring neurotransmitters that bind to opioid receptors in the brain. So when these feel-good chemicals bind to receptors in the brain, we as people experience pleasure. So things like sex or eating sugar and stuff like that Um, gives the body pleasure and gives the brain pleasure. So unfortunately, if you use opiates for a long period of time, your body no longer produces those feel-good chemicals by itself. And that is really dangerous because then when you no longer take those drugs, you feel extremely, extremely depressed. And then also just to feel a normal sense of pleasure, um, you have to take more and more over time. So that is definitely what happened to me. And then after about two years of using drugs, I decided to quit. Oxycontin became not as available and it was very, very, very expensive to get. So everyone that I was using with decided to jump over to using heroin. That was like a line that I never wanted to cross. I was really, really afraid of non-prescription drugs. So I decided I would never go down that road. And I'm so glad I had that willpower because everyone else I was using with went to heroin and a few people I know um, unfortunately passed away due to overdose. So I decided to get clean and got clean in November of 2010. And have been clean ever since. So unfortunately though, like I said before, with the feel-good chemicals in your brain, my brain basically uh, forgot how to make serotonin, dopamine, and adrenaline, all the feel-good chemicals, right? And uh, because I didn't have those, I felt like crap. I was severely, severely depressed and didn't really want to live anymore. I was depressed for well over a year, I would say, and one day I decided to take my siblings hiking. I don't know why I decided that. I think I was just looking for a summer activity to do, and my husband, my then husband, had a book that I looked at and just picked a random hike. And this hike was Blue Pool. If you are familiar with Blue Pool here in Oregon, it is one of the most popular hikes. 
Um, and we did this short little hike. It was so stunning. And for the first time since using Oxycontin, I felt a high. I felt happy. And obviously it was because of being out in nature. And this high was like the best thing I had felt since using drugs. And I quickly became addicted to that. So I call it a hiker's high. And I definitely became addicted quickly. I decided to go on a new hike every week because the new hikes were what really created that adrenaline rush for me. I actually don't like too much adrenaline. I'm not an adrenaline junkie. I don't like fast sports, um, things that give most people adrenaline. Um, my body, for some reason, creates too much adrenaline at that point, and I have a hard time with that. So um, I feel like the hiking was just the perfect amount of adrenaline, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I went on a new hike every week for many years just because there's so much to discover here in Oregon. I would drive further and further, especially in the summer. I sometimes drove three hours each way to go discover a new hike. And I absolutely loved this. It was really amazing to me how quickly into my hiking journey I was no longer depressed. I felt like I got a whole new chance on life. I was so excited about life. I lived for the weekend and hiking and that's all I wanted to do. And I was so excited all the time to go find a new hike. And through hiking, I actually met my friends. Before hiking, I never really had a lot of friends, especially girlfriends. And um, I met many, many amazing friends through my hiking journey. And that is another reason why I'm so thankful for my rediscovery of hiking and the outdoors. Getting to share those experiences with other people that are just as passionate about the outdoors is so special. So my hiking journey over the last 10 years has changed quite a bit. For the first few years, like I said, I was definitely just chasing that high and going on all the new hikes. I wanted to bust out the miles and I just had this incessant drive to do it all basically. I had this almost burning need inside of me to do it all. If I could swing it with my schedule, I would go hiking multiple days a week and I always felt like I was missing out if I wasn't hiking. And I would say over the past few years, my hiking has kind of transitioned into a more calm state of mind. I would say that the last three years or so, because my work and home life were so stressful, hiking and the outdoors became more of a tranquil escape and more of a meditative place for me versus chasing a high. Now, don't get me wrong, I still do get that hiker's high that I talked about in the beginning of the episode. The hiker's high is absolutely incredible. You do not have to hike many miles to get this high. You can hike one, two miles. Just being in the outdoors, breathing that air sometimes will do it for me. Generally, I, I have to hike about five or, or more miles for me to really get that hiker's high. I know a lot of people call it a runner's high as well. 
It's just your body getting those endorphins from exercise. And then also just being among the trees is so healing. If you've ever just had a bad day and gone into your yard and stood on the grass and maybe touched a tree or done some gardening, it is so therapeutic. You don't even necessarily have to go out and drive an hour to go to a trail. Just being outside and touching some dirt and trees and plants, it's very cathartic and spiritual and soothing. So because I'm going to be interviewing people on this podcast, I wanted to come up with a few questions as well to kind of end each episode with. So one of the questions that I wrote down is, what are some lessons that you've learned through being in the outdoors and doing hiking and backpacking? Over the last 10, 11 years of me really diving deeply into the hiking and backpacking is to slow down and enjoy the little moments. That is something that I would say in the beginning I did not do because I was rushing through every hike to chase that high, right? But as I was hiking more and more, I was discovering that almost having a childlike mind on the hike will also give you that high versus just pounding out 15 miles. You don't have to pound out 15 miles to get that hiker's high. For me, especially once I got my big DSLR camera and started taking photos on the hikes, I really discovered the little magical things in the forest, the little tiny mushrooms, the mosses, the leaves, the way the sun came through the trees, just little things like that are still so magical to me every time I go out into nature. And those things really help you release that serotonin. They're so fulfilling and make you a happier person. So I would say just learning to slow down on my adventures and really take in those little moments, whether it be sitting beside a creek or a river and just watching the water go by, listening to the wind through the trees, and and just doing stuff like that on your hike versus just, oh, let's get to our destination. Another question I had written down is, what is currently one of your favorite things about being in the outdoors and hiking and backpacking? I would say in my current state of life. (laughs) I am currently going through a marriage separation and have moved out and have had quite a bit of stress over the last few months. And I would say my current favorite thing about hiking is just reconnecting with myself and connecting with my friends. A lot of my friends don't live in my town and so hiking is the way we connect. We get together for a hike and we get to connect with one another. And I find that so, so, so important. And connecting with them out in nature is just a whole nother level. Getting to backpack with my friends just is is so bonding. If you've not backpacked with someone before, after that backpacking trip with them, you will be bonded in a special sort of way. Even if it was a terrible trip, you will be bonded, trust me. And then also just getting to reconnect with myself. 
This summer, I experienced solo backpacking for the first time in my hiking career, and it was transformative, to say the least. I didn't love the first trip I went on. I went on a two-day, one-night trip, and I didn't love it. And then later that summer, I went on a three-night, four-day trip on the Pacific Crest Trail, and it was one of my favorite trips of the summer, to be honest. I absolutely loved being solo. I absolutely loved the clarity that it gave my mind. I've done plenty of solo day hiking, and it gives me that same sort of clarity, but solo backpacking, when you really get to be by yourself for multiple days, it really brings out a whole nother level of your thought process and you get to dive deep into your own self. And I really, really appreciated that and it really gave me a lot of clarity. So I highly recommend that if you have not solo backpacked, that you try it. So that is pretty much it for this episode. I know it was a little bit short. I just wanted to kind of tell my story and hopefully inspire some people to get in the outdoors. I hope to interview a lot of people from all walks of life with all sorts of amazing and inspirational stories throughout the next few months. If I end up getting enough people who want to be guests on the Hikers Anonymous podcast, I would love to put out an episode weekly. So that is the goal. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and happy trails.